tomorrow's my birthday. I wanted to just like have people over. Oh. Um. Well, Ariana's obviously invited if she wants to come. I think she'll be busy. Yeah. Yeah. We can ask her if she wants to stay in like a nice hotel. I can like. That'd be nice. I can get her a nice hotel room. I could ask. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I said this is so awkward. But, Come on. Uh, so Tom wants to have a, a birthday party here okay. tomorrow, and um, he said that he could get you like a very nice hotel room. Uh, uh, that's not happening. Okay. I think that's very disrespectful and inappropriate. Mm -hmm. If he wants to have a party, he can have it somewhere else. Got it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. If there are people here making noise, I will call the cops. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, baby gorgeous. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I have a doggy on my lap. Oh, perfect. So, you know, all is well. Oh, he's so freaking cute. It's Louie. Here, I show you. Hi, Louie. <laughs> he's so placid. Oh, he's found his voice, let me tell you. Oh, really? Oh, fuck, he barks his ass off. Gerardo is pretty sure that that's why they gave the dog up. It was a bit more about the barking. Because he, oh. when he starts, he won't stop. Like, you mm -hmm. have to physically pick him up for him to stop barking. He barks at Put Kato. Put him in air jail. <laughs> yes, air jail. He's constantly barking anytime Kato goes near him. But uh, well, fair enough. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. like five times the size, even though. What do you expect when you're fucking three kilos? Everything's going to be five times the size. <laughs> All is well in my world. And what would you think of Bravo this week? Yeah, it was good. I thought VPR was pretty fucking good. VPR was fun. Below deck. Oh, Below Deck. How yes. good was that episode? So good. I mean, that bosun, how he just couldn't figure out how to put on his own pair of fucking pants, I don't know, I but know. that was so funny. That's not going to go well. You can just see it. They've put someone in there who hasn't been on a boat like that in 15 years and they put him in charge. I mean, how many shots did he drop that anchor when he shouldn't have? Like two and, two and a half shots? Two and a half shots instead of That's one. a lot of shots. That is a lot of shots. I can't handle two and a half shots. <laughs> Oh, but so glad it's back. Ugh. I think it's like the season trailer, I think, that made it epic because I don't know if I'd seen it or if I had seen it. It was ages ago. I forgot. Yeah, it hasn't been on my radar. Yeah, geez, that's a lot of mess. A lot. Uh, uh huh. And I love Fraser. Oh, my God. What is it about him? I'm obsessed with him. He's great for the show. I would be friends with him in, in a second. Yep. I don't think mm -hmm. he'd want to be friends with me. I think I'd be team too much for him, but fuck, I love that man. And I can't remember, did you like Captain Kerry? Like, did you watch Below Deck Adventure? Of course I watched Below I mean, Deck Adventure. <laughs> it's did I watch? <laughs> do I have plans this weekend? Yeah, to watch the TV. <laughs> I do like Captain Kerry, but I'm not going to say he's my favourite captain just because I prefer others. That's all. Yeah, he's. I, I, we'll have to see how he goes. Yeah. Captain Lee, I mean, you're never going to get better than the start of the sea. But again, I keep thinking that when they asked him or I can't remember where it was, I think it was on his podcast with um, Kate Chastain. Uh -huh. I think it was on their show. I can't remember, but I just remember him saying he didn't quit. He wasn't asked back. Hmm. And I know he had that health issue last year, so we all assumed he retired. 
Yeah. I don't know. I want to know what's going on there. I'm sure if I Googled it, I'd find out. Well, maybe production wanted someone who's a bit more of a helicopter captain because this guy is saying, put down the zippers in the cushions, make sure all the sinks are unplugged, which, you know, fair enough, good points. But it's, but it's the first day. He's got to tell them what he likes. I never saw Lee doing that. No. Lee's the kind of guy that he gives you enough rope to hang yourself, but he'll give you warnings along the way, which is fair. Yeah, he's I got mean, the plane ticket printed and ready to hand out He's to very old school and, like, I'm used to that. And I think mm-hmm. Captain Jason, he probably has some of the best, like, managerial style. Do you know what I mean? Captain Jason, because they all yeah, the love him. Helmet. <laughs> they all love him, and yet they all respect him. You know what I love? Every time on Watch What Happens Live, Andy asks someone about BravoCon, and he basically just says, like, do you want to fuck Captain Jason? He's always trying to hook up a below-deck captain with a housewife. I love it. <laughs> well, because he wants to know what he's like in bed because he's obsessed with him. Isn't he? Andy Isn't he wants just? to fuck Captain Jason. <laughs> Who doesn't? Join the queue, Andy. <laughs> do you believe Adriana from Miami when she said that they went on a date and he tried to hook up with her and she said no? I don't believe she said, like, she would have rejected him. I just don't believe that they went on a date together. I wouldn't be surprised if after an event they shared a cab. Yeah. Yeah, she's too gassy for Captain Jason. (laughs) She's too gassy. (laughs) She's too gassy for anyone. Miami, real quick, I haven't watched the latest episode. No, me either. I've heard whispers that it's amazing. Okay. Like with Kiki and Elisa. What did you think of the whole Lisa throwing food to the dogs thing? I get where Kiki's coming from. I think that Lisa is a bit like Dorit in that she's very unaware of anything out of her orbit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I get the impulse to feed a dog because, you know, I love dogs. I'd throw a dog a bit of chicken. But like it was saying that those owners don't treat their dogs well, which was just like completely fucked. It was a total assumption that she made based on the country she was in. Yeah. She's really pissing me off this season. Really? Oh, I'm sick of her. I'm sick to death of her. Why? It's... I mean, yeah, you're going through trauma, blah, blah, blah. But it's all about her and she doesn't shut up, which is the problem. And I think they're all sick of it Mm. and I get it. Yeah, I think that this is exactly what happens any time one of them goes through a surprise divorce or even a divorce in general. So I think it's par for the divorce course (laughs) and because of that, I'm not bothered. All right. She's going through the biggest challenge of her entire life. She's in battle mode. So what else is she going to think about, talk about? She's in survival mode. She's selfish. Yes, but is it not her turn to be selfish? I don't know. I just didn't like when Kiki was like, hey, don't stand up and yell at me. And then she she stood up and she pulled that little face like, look at me. Look, I'm I'm standing up. It's like, what are you, five? Yeah, but also we all know she can't hold her own in a fight. She can't even have a juice box thrown at her hip, like graze against her hip without calling it assault. I hate when they go quick to the assault word. Like I hate that too, but again, ugh. she's in fight mode. Well, maybe she needs to go into flight mode and fuck off. Yeah, okay. That's what I say. Hold on, I've just got to get Kato. He won't stop crying. Fucking kids. <laughs> Sorry. I go to pick him up because he won't walk on the floorboards and then he backs oh, yeah. off. It's like, oh, my God, pick a lane. What do you want? <laughs> All right, well, shall we talk about Vanderpump? Let's. It's your turn, in it. Yeah. Last week, obviously, we ended with Tom's arrival. So this week we've got to pick up with him talking about his resilience journey. And mm. 
Do we have Dickhead to? one is upset with Dickhead two and he feels betrayed. And he basically this the first scene is basically him saying he wants to have people over for his birthday tomorrow. And he's got to deal with this poor assistant to navigate like him and Ariana workshopping whether or not he can have a party. Jesus Christ. Honestly. I think I, I believe her name was Anne. And I'm yes. just thinking, what's Anne getting paid? Because it's not enough. I would kind of love to be Anne. Oh, because you're a messy bitch who loves drama. Yes. <laughs> Like, I would be going home, phoning every friend, spilling all the tea. But how, like, obviously I'm not getting the sense that Anne's like this, but how good would it be if she was actually a spy for Ariana? Well, I think she's no longer working for Tom and she's changed teams and she's pro-Ariana, but just not working for Ariana. But I feel like most people are pro-Ariana. I mean, the tide's turning, but yeah. Do you think the tide's turning? The tide of public opinion right now is is a little bit anti-Ariana. Yeah, because we like to pull down people we build up. Exactly. But also we're like, oh, you just rejected three and a half million and called it like not enough money. It's like uh, in your case, yeah. But for us it's like, oh, that's out of touch. She <laughs> didn't turn around and say it's not a lot of money. She's just saying the house is worth more. I think she called it like poultry or something. Everything from Tom's mouth is disgusting to her. So mm-hmm. I just... Again, like, come on, people. Like, I'm the first yeah. to jump on a bitch, but, like, cut the slack where it's due. And it's episode totally. fucking two. Like, calm your farm. I know. So what did you think of this plan hmm. where he was like, well, we could invite her, and Anne's like, she won't want to come. And he's like, well, we'll put her up in a hotel, which he's acting as, like is a nice thing, but it also sort of reads like an eviction notice for the night. Yeah, it is. It's bullshit. He's trying to be like, oh, I'll give you something so you can give me something. And it's like, no, how about you ask her, you don't tell her. Mm, That's what I was thinking. We'll put you up in a hotel. Ask her what she wants. Don't be like, he's controlling the situation and he thinks that if he throws money at it, then everyone will be fine. And, look, I'm sure he gets away with that a lot. But as we find later, he had minus dollars in his bank account. So, again, buddy, you can't afford it. What are you going to do, make your business partners put up the bar as collateral? Mm. And that's why I was thinking, like, if I was Ariana, I'd say no to him trying to buy me out because you don't have the money to buy me out. You don't have the money to buy me out. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And also, I also see her point, you know how he's saying she doesn't pay the bills or she didn't pay the bills for eight months. She doesn't believe you when you say there's money due. Like, I wouldn't be giving him money. I mean, you kind of have to. you got to pay for your bills. Yeah, I'd want to see the receipt. Of course. You get an emailed scan copy of the bill and you pay half of it. Yeah, I think she said on like an after show or something, she was like, there was no bill. <laughs> he just told me I owed money. Oh, yeah, go fuck yourself. I'm not giving you money <laughs> just because you say so. Yourself. Yeah, leave the bills on the counter. I'll pay half and write a receipt number on it. But what what did you think of her saying she'd call the cops if he has a party? Like, was that a bit far? <laughs> At the end of the day, technically, can he have a party in his home? Of course he can. Yeah. But that was her way of saying hell to the no. And you do have to be respectful of your flatmates. Like as much as everyone's like, it's your house too, it's like, yeah, but if I had flatmates and I said I'm throwing a party and they said no, Mm -hmm. would I think that I could just ignore them? No. No. I mean, you could you could turn a white noise machine up. <laughs> what the fuck was with that white noise machine? And his excuse for having it is nuts. He's nuts. Yeah. Saying, oh, 
her, her and her friends were listening in on my conversation. Well, don't have a loud conversation about your personal business. Again, have these two people never had flatmates? Of course they have. <laughs> yeah, we've seen it. <laughs> no. If I flattered with people and I thought they were going to have a rager till four in the morning and I had to work the next day, I'd be like, yeah, I'm calling the cops too. Fuck yeah. off. I'd call the cops over that white noise machine. I just, I know some people like them, but I find it so unsettling and annoying. It's completely inconsiderate to your flatmate that you shit all over. The, the <laughs> lack of humility from this narcissistic jerk, I don't know why I'm surprised, uh-huh. but it's shocking. I'm going to have a white noise machine on 24-7 and you can't say no. And you know what? It really kills me to say this. Mm. He's never looked better. Tom in that really? skimpy little outfit, wandering around that house in his house clothes. I thought, man, he's looking good. New Zealand did him good. Publicity trauma did him good. He's looking tight. Okay, I really, like, I never see this guy work out. I always thought he was on the steroids because do you remember how skinny he was? Yeah. He was one of those skinny guys that just you could do weights but you would get leaner. You really wouldn't get that muscly. Mm. I do not think he did that sawn substance personally. Yeah, and he might have implants. Who knows? Yeah. So Jason, Mm. everyone's favourite character, he visits Tom (sighs) and he's his band manager and it does sort of seem like, the only people who are friends with Tom still are the people who on his payroll. Are you getting that vibe? I wrote that down <laughs> in my notes. Like, that's not a vibe. That's a hashtag fact. Oh, uh, well, but everything with this scene and the assistant texting Ariana, I was dying. I thought it was so funny. Oh, yeah, it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> she was so meek and mild, <laughs> that poor girl. It was so uncomfortable. Again, not the right person for the job. You need someone who wants all the gossip. Yeah. So meanwhile, James and Ali, they're out walking and talking in a little matching set. Did you notice how his shorts matched her? <laughs> I so did cute. notice the matchy-matchy. I'm fucking loving Ali. I just Something about her just resonates with me. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't mind her either, but it still goes back to the fact that she met James the exact same way that Rachel did. Mm, that's, that's the show, baby. Yeah, okay, fine. That's, that's the show. Everyone seems to love us, so I don't mind her either. I mean, at the end of the episode when she's like, I'm waiting in the car, I was oh, like, queen. <laughs> like queen. queen behaviour. <laughs> I was obsessed with that. Uh, but, yeah, that scene was mostly set up for later. And Lala and Ariana, they go and get window smoothies. Yes, um, window smoothies. Whatever. But Lala, Lala she's, she's – um, Really calling Ariana out, like not so much aggressively, but just like she keeps comparing her story to Ariana's story and sort of having a lot of judgments on how Ariana should be acting and behaving. And sometimes I think she's right and sometimes I think, you know, let the bitch live. Yeah. Because she's just like, just have the party. Like she's like, he can have a party. Who cares? Yeah. I'm not sure where Lala's coming from because she's the first person to be black and white when it comes to what's happening to her. So I don't understand why she's giving Ariana, hey, this is more grey than black and white. I don't get it. It's like first you say to Ariana, like, I don't know if you like me as much as I like you. And then Mm -hmm. two seconds later, you're being a bit judgy-wudgy on her decisions. That's what it feels like. I'm sure there's reasoning behind it. Like maybe she's just like, I don't want you to be so hard. Like I'm hard. Like 
I don't want you to lose your softer side. I don't know what. I'm trying to figure out where Lala would be coming from. But, yeah, that's a question for Lala for sure. Where the fuck are you coming from trying to play devil's advocate? Because you would mm-hmm. never accept that from anyone. That Yeah, she wouldn't. No. And I, I do like Lala. I'm interested to see how that develops. Me too. Because it seems like she wants to be a little bit of a sniper from the side kind of yeah. a thing. I'm not into it. Yeah. From yeah, her. But the smoothies looked good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a smoothie person. Oh. I don't do milk. You can't just have a water water based smoothie. Yeah. No. No, it wouldn't I mean, work. Don't we call that a juice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a juice. So pump's closing down and I love that we're just having like an in memoriam for pump with all the flashbacks. I know. <laughs> like the greatest moments. From and that. did you notice that Ken looks exactly the same? What's going on there? Speaking of plastic surgery, it must be. I reckon that Lisa's cloned him. It's like Paris Hilton with her diamond and baby dogs. (laughs) I listened to the Paris Hilton book. They're good. How good is it? Oh, so fucking good. Anywho, so I reckon he's a clone. I think you're right. Yeah, I think (laughs) think Ken died many a year ago. Or he's on ice like Austin Powers. Fucking oath he is. And she's cloned him. Yeah. Because I can't explain how he looks exactly the same. Because I don't care. No amount of plastic surgery makes you look the same. You just look more cray-cray. Mm-hmm. You end up looking like Madonna. Like you don't come from the planet Earth. So yeah. I don't know what's going on. Do you yeah, reckon he's, he's had well, a hair transplant? Of course. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Good for him. I don't know what he's doing, but he's outlived pump. And Correct. This, this pump party looks so fun. I would have loved to have been there. Oh, yeah. Looks like a bloody hoot. Well, it's not like you give a shit to worry if you spill something. It's like when, yeah. you're, when you're younger and in your 20s and then people are like, okay, we're moving out, so we're going to have a massive rager. No one gives yeah. a shit. It's fucking great. Yeah, we're already going to lose our bond, so let's just That's party it. up. Put out your ciggies on the floor. I've done that. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a monster, yes. I was 20-something. Leave me alone. Well, th- this scene was fun. I mean, the only real meaty bit sort of was when Dickhead 2 was complaining to LVP about Schwartz and Sandy's going downhill and just setting up his resentment storyline. Oh, So both God. of the Dickheads resent each other at this point in time. Who cares? What I find fascinating to watch is... These two dickheads were ride or die for each other when it came to other people attacking Mm -hmm. the other one. Mm -hmm. But I'm noticing as soon as one of them is having a personal issue with the other one, oh, buddy, you're on your own. It's just like no wonder they're such good friends because when the shit hits the fan, they've never been there for anyone but themselves. Preach. I mean, I get the impression that dickhead two is there for his actual family. But still, it's like, well, we don't see those relationships play out, so. Yeah. Well, so they do meet up later in the episode Mm. and I don't really know what to make of that scene because it just seems like they were just talking, I don't know if we got a resolution or not. And it's not like Tom Schwartz held Sandoval that much to account, you know what I mean? It sort of just seems like they talked around it. He's got a much more subtle way of addressing conflict like he does go around 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 about he does say to him you didn't even try to help out with a fallout what I did highlight that he said is dude just take it all you should be saying is I'm sorry yeah maybe it wasn't as straight up and down as you or I or any other normal person would have that conversation but yeah. that was pretty confrontational for Schwartzy. For Schwartz it was, right, yeah. And because they are friends, I think Tom Dickhead 
would have taken it that way. Yeah. He's telling him, like, why didn't you say this shit to my face? And he's just like, fuck you, take it. And he did say, like, I was upset with how you spoke about me on Jax's podcast. And he didn't apologise. And the fact that it was Jax's podcast. Exactly. (laughs) And he's like, well, yeah, you didn't even try to help out with the fallout. You dipped out. Oh, dipped out. (laughs) But I find also that Dickhead One, he just lacks so much accountability because even in this discussion about like the bar, he's like, well, I couldn't help because of Ariana not paying the bills. It's just like it's always someone else's fault. Yeah. And that's not what Tom needed to hear. No. He needed to hear I'm sorry. I know. Do you think they're going to be like back to normal? I think eventually they'll just brush it under the rug. Yeah. When the haterade on Dickhead 1 dies down enough, Mm -hmm. I want to say he'll be friends with him again and he'll use being on the show as an excuse. Mm -hmm. But then at the back of my mind I'm thinking, well, he still has his partners in the bar to answer to Mm -hmm. and Dickhead 1 being a dickhead is going to be brought up constantly in his life unless eventually the people who own the bar buy them out you never know right you never know they really should change the name of the place it should never have been called that (laughs) i know it was the shittest name in the on the planet so shit i don't know what's going to happen with the bar how much of the bar do they really own is my question Mm -hmm. okay and so before that happens we had i was getting really excited because there were these little cutaway scenes and we were hearing Good As Gold, my number one song. And I thought, yes, like I love just having this song in the background, but then it segued into like an emo screamer version and I was like, hold up, wait a minute, what, what's going on? I love the emo remix. <laughs> you <laughs> what don't do you like think it? Of- <laughs> I don't really particularly like emo music. I listen to Broadway and Taylor Swift and that's it. I don't listen to emo music, But I don't mind it if it's there. Like, I'm not going to, like, you know, go on my iTunes and listen to emo music, but I can appreciate it. Maybe that's because I lived it. You lived I just appreciate a remix, you know. I I could listen to Good As Gold in every every genre of music. (laughs) I think it's a fun version of the song. I think the fact that it makes some people listen to it a bit more seriously and take her a bit more seriously, I always find that fun. I don't know if I take them more seriously. I just think, like, part of me thinks, like, you know, get another song. <laughs> like, <laughs> you get another song. Leave her alone. Okay, I did not it's understand a bit like, the dumping on the Sheena Shay. I well, love her. It's a bit like Marge Simpson's dress, you know, <laughs> that that when she got that Chanel dress and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just kept cutting it up to make a new dress. I mean, who's cutting dress. up Chanel for fuck's sake? But this scene was a segue into Sheena. I'm going to dump on her a bit more. I don't know, talking about parenting or some shit. I zoned the fuck out. Of course. And then we're touching base later and it's something about her not wanting to get a babysitter because. Dude, she has postpartum OCD. Oh, whatever. (laughs) I don't want it on my TV. I found that fascinating. I'd never heard of postpartum OCD. I don't know. I found that fascinating. I was sort of a bit like Brock was sitting there being like just... Just let someone look after the kid for a few fucking hours. I was sort of with Brock. Like, he's so no-nonsense. And I think if I was Sheena, I'd divorce him. But, like, <laughs> watching as the show, I was like, oh, he's my audience surrogate. He's over it. I don't know. Maybe I have a soft spot for it because it is difficult when you have a supportive partner with your mental health issue, but every now and then they say something and you're like, you don't fucking get it. I don't think he gets it. No, I don't know. I'm making excuses. I love Sheena. I listen to her fucking podcast. I watch some of her YouTube videos. Like, (laughs) I like her. I think she's a sweetheart. 
I think she's actually a sweetheart. I don't think that's a shtick. I right. think that's actually what she's like. I, I just I don't care about childcare issues. I don't I really care don't. about childcare issues either, but it's not a childcare issue. It's a mental health issue, so maybe that's why I care. Okay, well, let's stop talking about Sheena. Okay, so Dickhead 2, he comes and visits James and Ali's house. That was Again that. with the plant. <laughs> why are you constantly, like, putting, like, I love a house plant, but not yeah. everyone does. Stop giving them living things. <laughs> you know, buy them a rug, something. Like, I think it pissed me off because it's like, dude, you love plants. Stop giving people gifts of things that you love. Like, <laughs> give them things that they love. That's the whole point of gifting. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dickhead 2 gets no slack from me ever. I'm done. No. <laughs> Every time I look at him now, I just, all I can picture is him rubbing lemons on his armpits and I'm over him. I know. <laughs> Again, I just think he must smell. He needs a bath. I can't. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't like him. Well, <laughs> then we go to Tom's birthday party. So we did have a party, although it didn't look like it was going to be a rager uh, based on the guest list. <laughs> that is the most losery party I've ever seen. And what I found so funny is that we got this scene at the party. We got intercuts of emo night. And obviously uh-huh. the whole point of emo is to be sad. Yeah. And emo night was more fun and this party uh-huh. was emo. I just yeah. thought that the way that the editors did that was so funny. It was funny. And he had he had Billy Lee, he had Kyle Chan, he had Jason, the tour manager, and, and it was... Everyone at this party was a staff member, i.e. Yeah. band. Yeah. Billy Lee, Thirsty Bird, uh-huh. who's got a new podcast and <laughs> so wants people to jump on that. Kyle Chan, jewelry store owner, wants to remind people he's out there to come to his store. Like these mm-hmm. are either thirsty birds who need to want to be on the TV or band members who he pays. And then <laughs> the last thing he says in the scene is, I still have friends. It's like, no, buddy, you don't. You don't. It was so funny when James said it's a who's who, as in like <laughs> who the <laughs> fuck are these people? <laughs> James is so funny when he's not trying to be, I swear to God. And I think for the first time, I have heard James tell Tom to grow up before. And I've always thought, mate, it's a bit rich coming from you. In this scene, I totally agreed with James. Like James looked like the mature one. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. To the nth degree. And Tom (laughs) looked like a bratty narcissistic bebe. (laughs) <laughs> and it was so funny when, so James goes into the party, um, but cause Ali's in the car, so he's not going to stay long. He just wants an apology and then he'll leave. Yeah. Um, but it was so funny when Brett, the Tom Tom server bails up James trying to have some drama saying that Katie pushed him out of the friend group. And he's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I love this. Oh my God. Again, another thirsty bird. <laughs> I know. I was like, well, who does Brett think he is? <laughs> I was also thinking who the fuck's Brett? I know. <laughs> what, what's going on? <laughs> Why does Brett have beef with Katie? I, don't... <laughs> I just love the fact that Brett's going to have to watch this because you know he watches every episode. Oh, yeah. And then he's probably going to have the shit. Oh, as if he doesn't know who I am. It's like, dude, if he does know who you are, that was some <laughs> fucking superb acting and I pay that, mate. <laughs> so funny. Uh and so what did you think of, yeah, James and Tom's chat? I just summed it up. James, completely right. 
Tom, mm-hmm. a complete loser, narcissist, worm with a mustache. Mm-hmm. He needs to get over the ten years of uh, ten years ago of it all. It's all he has to grasp to. So in his mind, he's created a narrative that he's right. Yeah. Like how dare he? Because he did that to me ten years ago. You paid for his engagement party, so don't tell me oh, yeah. you're not over yeah. what happened ten years ago. Mm-hmm. You paid for his engagement party, his Richella or whatever the fuck you called it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When you move on from something and 10 years passes to the point that you're literally handing out tens of thousands of dollars of gifts mm-hmm. to your friend, you can't be bringing that shit up. It doesn't count, buddy. In life and in TV, like in, on TV more so, exactly. we don't want you bringing up drama from 10 years ago unless it leads to a fun flashback about the Mondrian or something. Exactly. You know, that I'll accept. But it's, it's just like we need housewives to get over arguments to bring new life. And so it's just like we can't just have you always go into the 10 years ago well. For God's sake, it was literally 10 years ago. They put up a flashy with the date, 2013, actually 10 years ago. And then he's uh. literally like, James is like, are you sorry? And he goes, sorry, like as in for what? Like what is going through this loser's mind? That he doesn't remember what he should be sorry about. What? He's lame. You just were on some fucking bullshit show in New Zealand where you probably cried your special forces, where you cried your eyes out. So my question (laughs) is, what are you crying about? You're crying about the fact that you're now being ostracised. You're not crying about how you hurt anyone. You're crying about how you're hurt. So I have no sympathy for him. Anyone saying like, okay, we're over giving Ariana sympathy, this is why it was so massive. It's not that someone got cheated on. It's the way this guy is trying to manipulate a narrative about cheating Mm -hmm. on her. We've all seen the shows where, please, I'm sorry, take me back, all that stuff. Apart from being forced to at reunion, has he actually really apologised where anyone believed him that he was sorry for anything other than getting caught? I don't think he's shown remorse. No. Not at all. He's Erica Jane with the fucking earrings. Uh, well, yeah. This is Mm -hmm. why it's fascinating. So would you pee on his bush? I would pee on his bush, (laughs) but just like Ali, I was like, well, in my notes, I don't write at Tom and Ariana's. I just write at Ariana's. So in my head, like, oh, no, you're peeing on Ariana's bush. I'd go up to his bedroom and shit on his pillow. That's what I'd do. (laughs) A la, what's her name? Oh, Johnny Depp and that. That's it, the Amber Heard. It's the Amber Heard shitting on the bed thing. Yes. Then it's TBC. Yes. Which I don't know why, but. Oh, that was a huge deal. The pissing on the bush? No, the James and Tom scene. Yeah. That was shocking. Shocking. Well, I would have just liked it to not be a TBC so we get a preview. That's true. Anyway, so let's go on to Bev Hills. Oh, wait, before Uh, we do, I have a couple of. DPR sizzles. Oh. So, first of all, did you hear Sheena on Watch What Happens Live saying that she thinks LVP prefers Sandoval to Ariana? I I could believe that, honestly. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I could believe it too. And, yeah, Sheena just said that we'll see, we'll see the favouritism more throughout this season. Mm, I, I think LVP sort of looks at Sandoval and Schwartz as like little mentees. And so I think she's got that little business bond with them that she probably doesn't have with Ariana. That's true. And, like, they sort of started the show together, whereas Ariana sort of just wafted in, like, season two or whatever. So I don't know. 
I, I could see that being true. And apparently this dickhead is now dating one of Leonardo DiCaprio's exes. She's a model. Can't be hard to find an ex of Leonardo DiCaprio. He shags everything that moves. True. And I did not listen to Billy Lee, just so putting that out there. It was on the page six. I copied and pasted. Thirsty bird Billy Lee. That's right. So he was on the first episode of Billy Lee's new podcast and I'm quoting from page six, quoting from him. This week, my addiction of the week is definitely my friend Victoria. This is this model that I have been hanging out with. She's definitely super awesome, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, I have known her for a really long time, but we went on our first date last night. He's obsessed oh, with her and they've been on one date. That's weird. And he made sure that he got snapped by the paps. Oh, yes, of course. Obviously. No one's fucking following him around anymore. Who cares? Like, yeah. where are we going to follow you? To get your nails fucking painted? Oh, sick of the nails. Oh, loser. Sick of that. First of all, who the fuck's dating this guy? I don't get it. What, have you been living under a rock? I, I Yeah, I guess clout chases and yeah. fame chases, that's the appeal. He's cheated on every girlfriend he's ever had and the guy is over 40. Yeah. Who would touch him with a 10-foot pole? Well... Are I, you saying you would? <laughs> I would root and boot, sure. Oh, I couldn't look at that face. I just want to punch it. So I could hate fuck someone. I feel like I, I have the capacity for that. Me too, but I just, I don't know. I get the impression that he doesn't have a pretty dick. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the impression that I got. I got some dick dar, man. I get the impression that it would not be worth your time. Well, isn't that what Ariana texted to Schwartz saying, like, have fun sucking Tom's dirty dick? Oh, well, there's that. <laughs> He's got a dirty dick. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that was some good sizzles. <sighs> so now sh- shall we move on to Beverly Hills? Let's, let's. It's episode eight of the B- Barcelona trip. It's That's what it feels like, at least. Oh, episode eight. I'm like, isn't it 15? No, yeah, it's 15, but it just. Eight it, of the, ba- yeah, we've, enough in the Barcelona, right? And apparently they cut out a whole day. Or at least, like, on the socials there were photos of them in Barcelona in completely different outfits that we haven't seen yet. So it must have just not been that interesting. They were getting along too well, buddy. They were getting along too well. Mate, I was bored this app. We were flashing back to a paella lesson and I thought, I thought, oh, boy, is this the best we've got? <laughs> it wasn't a very exciting episode. I'd rather go and watch Rick Stein make a paella. I, I don't need to. Rick Stein. He's great, right? Yeah. I thought it was boring. Yeah, I just, the ladies were getting along and Mm -hmm. they were having some bonding moments over Merce being released from the purse. So Mm -hmm. it was episode three of Merce. It was. I was getting a kick out of the Ziploc bag the last two episodes, but the third episode, I was like, oh my God, leave, put Merce to bed. It was a lot of Merce work. So much. So much. And I get why it was in there because obviously it's very much about the ladies' relationships with each other. And they weren't fighting, so I don't want to be a kiant and say yeah. that I hated it. I thought it was a fine episode. It was fine. Yeah, maybe I was just a bit distracted and not enjoying it as much as usual. Comparing it to other episodes, last episode was freaking hilarious. Yeah. It wasn't a thrilling episode, but I feel kind of it's bitchy to say that the episode was boring because they were talking about death and bonding. But that's what the episode was about. It was mm, about loss. I'll say it. it was boring. Well, so we pick up with Sutton and Kyle talking about how Merce is a metaphor for her dad's ashes and her failed relationship with What's-Her-Face, um, with her ex. Her ex-husband, and, What's-Her-Face. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, what's his name, Christian or something? Yeah, Christian. 
Every time I try to picture him, I just see a blur because they always blur his photo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I haven't got a visual, so it's hard to lock in. And, okay, I apologise for whatever the fuck I was talking about last week when I was like, she was only wearing one sock. I was looking and I was like, oh, there's two socks. Okay. I don't know what I was going on about. I forgot to go back and look. Manolo, how I thought he was like a waiter. He is a tour guide. I don't know what I was on last week, but I was <laughs> I was on something. Maybe you were like <laughs> catching a bit of a high off Erica. Maybe. Catching some fumes through the TV. So... Then Trevor uh, comes and helps Sutton transfer Merce from the Ziploc to a box. So that's right. good. And then Sutton's like, when Merce spills out of the box, Sutton's like mopping it up like toast crumbs. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, what are you going to do? Go, wipe it on your pants. Love. Get a lint roller. <laughs> <laughs> lint roller. Fucking love those. Uh, but at least he's out of the Ziploc. Yeah. Maybe they could have put him in one of those cinnamon pens. They seem pretty specific. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been so fun. You know, when I go, put me in a cinnamon pen. Do you want me to mix you with the cinnamon? Please. (laughs) Put me in a pumpkin spice latte. I love saying pumpkin spice latte, but that sounds disgusting. Oh, I love them. Really? Oh, I love them. What do they taste like? Just sugar? Yeah, just sugar and cinnamon and stuff. So they don't taste like pumpkin? Not at all. (laughs) Oh, in my head, I thought it was pumpkin. Yeah, nah. It tastes like cinnamon and sugar. Yeah. I mean, everything's better with cinnamon. They should put it on the table with a salt and pepper. That's a Seinfeld (laughs) reference. That's a Seinfeld reference. I didn't make that up. (laughs) That was very funny. (laughs) You should have claimed it. Okay, (laughs) so they go to Sitges, which is a place I'd love to visit. It looks really fun. And idiot savant Erica, she's back because she's explaining (laughs) all the different types of gay subgroups there are. Idiot savant Erica. How does she know everything about everything at all times? Okay, I kind of forgot to add that together. Well, you know, she thinks she's a gay icon, so she does her research. Mate, yeah. when you hang out with slutty gays, as we all have and done and will, you learn the <laughs> terms. I was surprised that they all didn't know these terms. I know. Some straight women are just so out of touch. <laughs> How do you not know what a bear is? Yeah. <laughs> How have people not heard of blouse? That's always funny. Blouse. I know. I love it. Okay, I know you're not the biggest Andy Cohen fan, but I'm obsessed. His mum's... I think it's his mum's housekeeper that he's known for a million years. Her nickname is Blouse. And I just like, where did that nickname come from? Because I would like to know. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, so they get to Sitges and there's more shtick about Kyle and Garcelle wanting to shop and Sutton saying we don't have time. I'm now starting to think, can we just make some fucking time for them to shop and get it out of their system? I agree. Like just- what astounds me is just Kyle will just buy anything. I know, it's not Hermes. It's uh, it's on the street At junk. At least Dorit wants to go and spend $4,000 on a purse she can't afford. At least it's aspirational <laughs> because yeah. it's like, oh, my God, just like Dorit, I too could get a credit card that I can't afford and max it out and buy Chanel. Yeah, I don't want to see these ladies buying knickknacks like I would. Souvenirs off the street. No. Again, these shows are supposed to be aspirational. I don't want to see them do what things that poor people do. I mm-hmm. know what poor people do. I'll be doing it later I do today. It. <laughs> uh, I just get sick of the shtick. Yeah, me too. I really do. Um, so then they, they do spread the ashes. Of course, there's a little bit of blowback. 
A little bit of blowback. Merce was in everyone's mother tuck and purse by the end of it. Everyone's walking away with Merce. You get a Merce. You get a Merce. Everyone gets a Merce. That was horrendous. That's not funny. That's disgusting. I was like, is someone going to get like a blowback and reverse? I would need to go to church after that. But what did they think would happen? It didn't look like it was a cool, calm, breezeless day. (laughs) I would have just laid down on the concrete and then just like dipped him upside down. But also like it's going to float on the water. The seagulls are going to try to eat that. I don't know about this like putting your ashes in the ocean. It's the circle of life. Have we not done enough to the dolphins? Have we not Mm. done enough? Mm, People don't need to think about the dolphins, yeah. Yeah. Merce's in the dolphin. I've got to say, I I don't know, I'm confused. I don't know what to do with the dead bodies anymore because this burying them in the ground, it's just... I mean, there was a time where I thought I wanted to be a tree because, you know, you can, like, get them and they put them in seeds or whatever and grow a tree. And then I'm like, you know what, just chuck me in the bin. Like, I'm done. I like the fireworks thing. Have you seen that? No. Where you can put ashes into a firework and then they shoot you up into the sky and you become a little bit of a firework for a second and then... I, I, I guess the dust settles somewhere. And then what? The dust goes all over people again? See, I just don't want to be a bother yeah. when I die. Where can you put me that I'm not going to bug someone or something? I don't know, maybe in a Ziploc bag. Maybe in a Ziploc bag. Maybe that bag. is the most efficient way. Yeah. So then that segues into everyone making a bit of a big speech. Sutton does the big speech and then she says goodbye to Trevor. Not Trevor. Trevor's there. She says and then go- he says. She says then, goodbye yeah. to Merce. Not Trevor. Oh, yeah. Trevor's well, the but friend then she's. Oh. Know, but then she says goodbye oh. to Trevor. Oh, I see. <laughs> Don't you love it when you think you know something and then you're totally fucking wrong? God, that's funny. So Trevor and Merce both leave and then it's just the ladies. <laughs> oh, no, no, Merce is still there technically in people's hair. <laughs> Merce is still there right now. I'm sure someone's got some Merce in a crack somewhere. <laughs> oh. So... They all sort of, I don't know if all of them do, but most of them do. But only one I really want to talk about is Erica because Obvi. for some reason, while everyone's just using this as a moment of growth and sharing and bonding, she decides to use it to flip it and accuse everyone of having a go at her and causing her pain and she's going to let it go. She needs so much more therapy. She has no idea. Totally. She doesn't get by the act of saying, I'm letting go of the pain you caused me. She's not letting it go. She's in fact bringing it up. Yes. <laughs> And she's using therapy speak. Yes. So she's learned the words, but she hasn't learned the meaning. Correct. That can happen, I guess. I'm sure it happened to me and I just didn't notice it too. This is why I always think after therapy, your therapists must just like go into the kitchen, phone a friend and just laugh their ass off about your stupidity. Totally. Well, she's acting like the ladies have crucified her in the court of public opinion that they've really been like witch hunting her but they just asked about the earrings basically that's their big crime yeah and they shared an opinion about the earrings big whoop they asked her if she cared about the victims and she said i don't care about anybody but me and she can't understand how they can't understand why yeah she's Uh, uh, a bad look with reality she's a narcissist Uh and why are we surprised which housewife isn't I know, at least she's more open with it, I guess. Was it Crystal that sort of apologised while they were walking to lunch? Crystal, yeah, apologised. I don't think she needed to. I don't think she needed to at all. Yeah. And I think at some point down the track she's going to take back the apology. I hope so. <laughs> Darcel's right. We asked her to show compassion and we asked questions. I wouldn't be sorry about it either. Basically, we showed you a mirror 
and you didn't mm-hmm. like that. I'm not apologizing mm-hmm. for that. That's called being a friend. Yeah, totally. It's so confusing. And I, at least when they get back to the house, Eric is like, oh, I was a bit Krabby Patties. Yeah. What you- I do like that phrase, Krabby Patties. I thought Krabby that was Patty, fun. is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, but she still doesn't get it. No, she's a narcissistic ogre. She is, yeah. Okay, so then the girls are getting ready for flamenco dinner. And there's this whole big to-do because Kyle's wearing orange. Oh, my God, let it go. It's close enough. What's the problem? Let it go. Let it go. Well, actually, you know what, Kyle, just put on a fucking red dress. Well, maybe if she had time to shop, she could have gone out and bought a red dress. Well, she had one and apparently it was very bad. (laughs) What I don't get is you knew that this was coming up before you left. As if you don't have 50 million kajillion red dresses. Well, she was sort of saying she just ignored the emojis and the text that said wear a red dress Ah. for our final night. Did you also notice those emojis that Sutton put represented the women? Like all the hair colours were correct, the skin colours were correct. I thought, talk about attention to detail. I know, I love it. That's why she's on the board of the Ballet Foundation. That's right. She's (laughs) detail-oriented. That was funny. But, yeah, there was all this hullabaloo about her wearing orange. Like that was the biggest conflict of the episode. Let's move on. So then they're in the van to dinner. Kyle signs everything Mo puts in front of her, she reveals, which big mistake, huge. I think she's lying. Do you? Yeah, I think it's all an act. For what purpose? So that when she gets divorced, she can ask for more money than she's entitled to. Oh. So you think she's planting the seeds of divorce right here and right now? Yep. Wow. I do not think Kyle is as stupid as she's making herself look. She looks stupid. She does. But then you know what? I did this before with Ashley, didn't I? You thought she was a genius and she was not. And she was not. (laughs) So maybe when people say they're stupid, maybe I should just believe them. Yeah, maybe. Kyle is just... She signs shit that he puts in front of her. He pays her taxes. He pays her taxes. Yeah. What is she doing? She's a fucking moron. She's a maroon. I don't like how judgmental she is. Yeah. Like even her best friend Dorit can't speak Spanish in Spain without getting critiqued. Like, <laughs> I mean, come on, how annoying was that? The one that speaks Spanish properly is actually Kyle, I think, is what Kyle's thinking. But why is she always calling her out in confessional and never in person? Like people have a go at Crystal for doing that, Garcelle for doing that, but Kyle does it all the fucking time. Yeah, okay. I can see why you're annoyed at Kyle. She's been doing it for how many years now? 11, 12 years? Years. Yeah, we're over And it. her only funny confessionals are when she's... I don't know, referencing someone else be funny or being like, that was crazy. (laughs) Can you get an original thought? We've got James Kennedy doing Seinfeld routines and Vanderpump rules and you're just saying something that happened and going, that was weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I did notice how, like, because normally Kyle's confessional looks are horrendous and I don't (laughs) quite remember what she was wearing in any of them, but her face looks fucking spectacular. Like the work that she's had done, the makeup, the skin. Do you think it's also just like cutting out alcohol and doing exercise and drinking oh, water? Like- yeah, I forgot that part. Yeah, you're right. She looks great. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they get to Barcelona. Manolo wants to- <laughs> this made me laugh. They get to Barcelona. What are you talking about? They're already in Barcelona. Oh, well, they're staying outside of Barcelona. You know uh, what I mean? Like they keep calling it a Barcelona trip, but I still don't think they like ever actually have gone into the city. Okay. <laughs> they're out in Whoop Whoop in some Airbnb. That's why they got to go on the Sprinter. God, that's fucking annoying. Why can't they just stay in a hotel in town? I don't know. But, yeah, so Manolo wants to do this toast and, and Dorit's like, okay, <laughs> to start doing a toast and Malona goes, no, no, you shut up. I'm doing the toast. Yeah. What is with Dorit? 
<laughs> she can't catch a break this season. <laughs> and I feel so bad for her because it's her last season and she's going down the toilet. It's her last season? I assume. You're predicting this is Dorit's <laughs> this last is not season. Yeah. What has she done this season, Mariana? What has she done for us? She had a pretty woman moment and that's about it. And that was only funny because of a cheapskate husband. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you see George Michael in Moulin Rouge on Broadway? No. Not George Michael, Boy George. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> like, well, that's I a feat. <laughs> figured what you meant. Okay. Yeah. But no. Well, I was just I was just thinking of PK. I thought of that because that's like. Is he on a Zempic? I just thought he lived on their couch. He just sounds terrible. I don't know if he's had, I don't know, like throat cancer or something, but Boy George sounds awful. I saw him do his curtain call. It happens when you get old. Must be. Because everything gets oh. loose, right? As you get older, everything goes south. And that that's includes all the things in your throat. That's wow. why people lose their ability to hit those notes because everything's too fucking loose. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, good for boy George for getting loose, I guess. Um, sorry about that sidebar. <laughs> I think he's been loose for a while, sweets. <laughs> so they get to dinner at this flamenco restaurant and they talk about their highlights of the trip and, you know, this is where Crystal talks about the paella. And Anna Marie, <laughs> she starts doing her own little Spanish inquisition on Erica mm. and I'm thinking, oh, here we go. But Careful. why does she pretend... Like she doesn't know because I wasn't friends with you before, bitch. We we can tell from that that you've watched every fucking episode. That's what I hate. It's the playing dumb, being like, "What do you mean? What? What?" It's like, bitch. If even if you've not watched the show, you've been prepped by Kyle. Of course, like, you know what they're talking about. You are a person in the world. Like everyone knows about Erica Jane. People who don't watch the show know about Erica Jane. Of course. Anne Marie can go. Can this be her last? I'd rather Dorit stay for another season than this Anne Marie. Ship them both off. Sutton congrats Erica on the residency. And then she also is like, why didn't I get invited to something or other? And we flash back to this elaborate invitation that Erica did for, was it everyone but Sutton or is it just some of them? Some of them. Probably just Kyle and Dorit, maybe. What was the deal with that? It was very elaborate. She hired a white stretch limo and some showgirls. And it only gets shown in flashback because Sutton brought it up. Like, that's sad. That is sad. <laughs> Actually, you know what I thought was sad? That yeah. Erica's getting her makeup done by her assistant. Now, don't get me wrong, the assistant does a decent job. It's yeah. definitely not Erica's typical style. It's definitely different. Like, she looks good. I'm not saying the makeup's bad, but mm -hmm. it's definitely not the way that she used to look. Like, when they mm. were in the Spanish flamenco dinner, I kept staring at her makeup and going, that is not Erica Jane makeup. Right. I didn't clock it. Bitch can paint. But yeah, wow, how far we've come. <laughs> I know. I always think about the Berlin look she did. Yes. When she was crossing the, the bike path. Oh, hell yeah. That was a look. That was good. But yeah, executive yeah. assistant slash makeup artist. Yeah, well, she's. Which she's, is fine. I don't have fucking either of those. She's on the struggle bus with Dorit with the financial ruin. Oh, well. Someone needs to tell me where Dorit's getting all the cashola from. Oh, speaking of, so after last week, I was very curious about what PK actually, like, where he gets his money from. So I looked mm -hmm. him up on the LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn? Yeah, man. <laughs> Did you send him a request? No, PK's on the LinkedIn <laughs> and it says that basically all you're seeing is he's the manager of Boy George, Derek Kemsley and some... Berlin has no some past like famous soccer player. I can't oh. think. I think Pele maybe. 
Pele? Yeah, something like that. That's a big deal, right? Yeah, but really not any- It's like they were a big deal 30 years ago, you know? Right. But also his current work is basically he's a real estate agent in London. It says he's a director oh. of this firm, this real estate agency firm. But then when I went to their website, because you know what I'm like. Oh, yeah, sleuthing. It has photos of all the directors and PK is not one of them. Ooh. So is that because they don't want him on the website because he's inverted commas famous? Mm. Or is he not actually a director? But it's on his LinkedIn. But why does he need to keep travelling to London all the time? Surely they do work on Zoom. I don't know. Well, because he's a real estate agent. Doesn't he have to show fucking properties? Why would he have a real estate agent job in a different country? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know, man. I think he's got a secret family in London or something because this isn't adding up. Probably. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Wow. I want to go look. You should go look up all of them on LinkedIn. I want to see what Crystal's doing (laughs) with the coconut water. Let's look her up. Can we talk about this? Because from what I understand, it's one of the biggest coconut water companies globally. And we have, well, who drinks coconut water for fuck's sake? But, But we have not seen her business on this show at all. I know. Can we not book a holiday so she can visit a coconut factory or something like they all do with their tequila? <laughs> Some. Or does she not want the coconut water on the show? Maybe. I don't know, man. Because if she's this, like, amazing businesswoman, I want to see that. Yeah, it would be nice to see that. Yeah, anywho. All right, so they they do flamenco. You're so bored. <laughs> I was I was pretty bored at this point. I was pretty bored. I mean, the flamenco dancer was kind of hot. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, Sutton was definitely into that way more than the, um, uh, what do you call it, Magic Mike. I think this is more <laughs> of Sutton's jam. I'm not going to say I disagree with Sutton on that. It's because she's not wearing pants. Right. Okay. Yeah. It was the putting on the pants that made her grumpy. I still maintain that. So then we have some little scenes of them back in America. And okay, they're leading up to this Dorit and Kyle chat about Mo. And Dorit calls Mo a moster, which I thought was was weird. Was dumb. The moster. <laughs> I've never heard him be called that. Yeah. Stop trying to make that shit happen, Dorit. Uh, I, I didn't really have many takeaways from this scene because it sort of just seems like more of the same. Like I, I get that Kyle was packaging it and like, oh my God, this is a big new groundbreaking scene. I'm talking about the marriage, but then nothing really came up. If this was like Salt Lake City and they had kept it under wraps, this would have been huge. Ah. We all know in real life Mo and Kyle are separated but living in the same house. Yeah. Constantly in headlines, we see photos of the both of them having fun without each other. So Mm -hmm. it's difficult to have compassion in this moment and care because you're like, bitch, you're living your best life on jets with your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. But if we didn't know any of that, this would have been the first time that she admitted on camera to one of the ladies, that she and Mo may not make it. It would have been like the end of Sixth Sense. We would have been like, what? Exactly. Yeah. Of course we know that her and Mo aren't good, but this really is the first time that she's admitted to Dorit how hard it is and how bad it is. It does make me wish we knew less going into these seasons. How good was Salt Lake City because we knew nothing? So good. They have to fucking get them to sign NDAs or something so that it can be be bigger. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they'd have to pay them more, but then pay them more. It would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so that's that. So next time we get another date for Sutton. I'm so happy for her. <laughs> so happy for her. PK's not coming back for Mother's Day because Dorit's not his mother. Oof. <laughs> I hear divorce bells. <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. I don't have kids, so is it really a big deal? 
I mean, she's already been talking about how she feels abandoned by the man for the past, like, six months. I mean, my concept of Mother's Day would be, fuck, that you have the kids, I'm going out for the day and I'm spoiling myself rotten. That, to me, sounds well, like Mother's yeah. Day, but I can understand how some parents would be like, I actually want to be with my kids on Mother's Day. I can kind of get that. I think the bare minimum is that the other partner helps the kids make breakfast. Like, that's and the And buy standard. a gift. And buy a gift and be there. Yeah. To at least try and make the mother feel special. I get and that. And so I think PK is a bit of a scum bucket with that one. And then Kyle and the Mosta, they have a convo and then Eric is crying about something at dinner. So we'll see if it's exciting or not. No, you're right. Now that we've gone through it, it wasn't the best of episodes. I don't know why I, I didn't mind it. I don't know. I think maybe the Spain trip was fun because Erica was drunk. Yes. And being an idiot savant. So that was good. Yeah. And, yeah, the grief stuff was good for a little bit. I guess the the blood pressure stroke thing that Crystal had was fun. <laughs> but this ep- that was all in the other episodes. This episode was a bit like meh. Yeah. You think we were in Spain a little bit too long? I just don't think we were in enough of Spain. We got one little flamenco. I just wanted to see more Spain. Uh, you want That's right. You did say that last week. You wanted to see more of physical Spain. I wanted to see more of Dorit ordering a un Coca-Cola normal. Yeah. Like that would have been nice. Oh, well. Do we have any sizzies? Candy's not coming back to Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Do you reckon she got hashtag fired or do you reckon she was just – because the article read as if they put them – I mean, we overused the put them on pause, but they they did. They put the season on pause for too long and she did other shit. So she's like, fuck it, I'm yeah. not coming back. I sort of believe that. Like they yeah. lost the momentum and she was sort of just like, no, I'm doing other shit. Yeah, I could see her being like that. But she doesn't need the show. No. And maybe like when enough time to think about it, she actually realised like, oh, what do I get out of this? Is it holding me back or is it still like fun? I mean, and also she's really getting into this Broadway producing thing. And I love that for her. Me, I fucking love it too. Yeah. She really wants that EGOT, so good for her. Yeah, and it's kind of time. Yeah, I don't disagree. And do you think this opens up the door for maybe a Phaedra return? Oh, I just, I can't with the Phaedra. I don't like her. I've never liked her. She grates me. And Mm. I know, look, there have been times where I've laughed at her jokes, but something about her personally grates me. I would much rather Portia come back. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe she will. But um, this Phaedra, just on Traders, I don't know if you've gotten to watch any of it yet. No, I haven't. She eviscerated this other trader, Dan. He tried to come for her and she just clapped back in one of her monologues that was just so good and like all the like non-housewives watchers on the internet are like wow who the fuck's this <laughs> and they're like, yeah you don't come for a housewife baby you don't come for her she's a housewife and a lawyer yeah and a mortician like deadly combo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well maybe she'll be back on atlanta or Porsche or they, they're going to do some mixing up yeah i mean it does open the door for her to come back to atlanta yeah all right i'm just clicking on the page six for sizzles and i got nothing new Great. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate your ratings and reviews. And also, when you buy us coffee and rosé, thank you for the people who have done that. If you want to do that, you just go to buymeacoffee.com slash bravo, bravo, effing bravo. And you can follow us on socials at effing bravo. Yeah, and you can still send us pet pics. Oh, yeah, and pet pics. Yes, please. We just really have to start posting our pet pics. Yes. <laughs> I've got to show people my puppies. Yeah, you got to show some to get some. That's right. you you, you got to flash some to get some. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I'll post on my Insta some cutie pictures. I'll share it to the stories or something. Because yeah. everyone should see my new puppy. He's so cute. Yes, very handsome. I love his guy liner. Can you see it? You can't really yes. see it on camera, but yeah. Gorgeous little face. Well, that's it. That's all we got, peeps. Okay, bye. bye.